So this is Courtney DiNardo. I am one of the associate professors in the Department of Leukemia at MD Anderson in Houston, and I will be presenting data on the combination therapy of ibocidinib with venetoclax, with or without azacitidine for IDH1-mutated patients with AML or related myeloid malignancies. And the whole background of this study is that patients with IDH1 mutations are a sizable minority of AML. It's about maybe 6 to 12% or so of patients will have an IDH1 mutation, and they tend to be older. And in older patients with AML, giving standard intensive chemotherapy is always a challenge. And so we have lower intensity strategies that we are developing, and we've seen a lot of improvements in the past few years with novel combination therapies being even more effective. And so there is the approval now of azacitidine and venetoclax for older AML patients. There's also the targeted combination of azacitidine with ivocidinib, which is particularly effective in IDH1 mutated patients. Both of these regimens are really effective, but the question is, um, as well, as far as we know, they are not curative strategies. And while the initial response rates are impressive, patients ultimately will relapse. And so, you know, ultimately the question, there's really two different questions. One is, is there a way to sequence or combine all three of these agents together, the hypomethylating agent azacitidine with venetoclax and the targeted IDH1 inhibitor ibocidinib in a way that is well tolerated and even more effective than either of the doublets? And then the second question is, is there a group of patients for whom the dual oral outpatient therapy is an effective and long-term treatment strategy? So can we give venetoclax and ibocidinib together to benefit our patients? And so that's what this study is all about. So it will ultimately be a phase one, two. Right now, we're still in the phase one, trying to identify what the optimal combination of these doses and, and treatments are. We've enrolled so far the first cohort, which is ibocidinib with 400 of venetoclax. We then enrolled cohort two, which is ibocidinib with 800 of venetoclax. And then we've enrolled, um, are starting to enroll the third cohort, which is the first of the triplets, the ibocidinib with venetoclax and azacitidine. And, you know, ultimately, the responses are really impressive. So we are seeing a response rate of 78% overall, a composite complete remission rate. And in patients who are newly diagnosed, 100% of patients have responded. And so that's really encouraging. The numbers are still, of course, very small. But what's also kind of encouraging is that responses do seem to be durable. We're having some patients have deep responses, MRD negative, and patients who are, who are responding well with ongoing remission. So there will be some updated data presented at EHA in terms of kind of looking at each patient in particular, looking at that swim plot, you know, how each patient is doing and how long they're staying on study. Um, a handful of patients are also able to come off for transplant, which is, of course, an ideal or a goal of, of treatment in many of our patients who are, who are transplant eligible. In terms of some of the kind of important findings that we found in this study that are worth kind of highlighting, the identification of patients becoming flow MRD negative, meaning that by flow cytometry, they have an undetectable amount of measurable residual disease at the time of CR that was associated with a really superior overall survival. So about half of the patients became MRD negative, and those patients, not one of them has relapsed yet, although the median follow-up time still is, is relatively short, just a handful of months. But that was really encouraging. Um, the other thing that is really interesting is 
kind of the knowledge of how these drugs interact with each other. So venetoclax is a drug that is highly dependent and has different interactions with things that are CYP3A4 inducers or inhibitors. And so there's a lot of talk and a lot of knowledge about the fact that you have to decrease the venetoclax dose when you're giving patients azoles or their antifungal therapy. And so what would be a normal 400 milligram dose would become 200 milligrams if you're giving it with fluconazole, for example. But what was interesting with this study is we've done some nice PK data to show that, well, ivocidinib is actually a CYP inducer. And so when you're giving venetoclax with ivocidinib, the ivocidinib is in a way is kind of over metabolizing the venetoclax. So you actually have to give a higher dose to get the dose you wouldn't want to otherwise. And so that's a bit, you know, it's a bit of a complicated story to go on about over the phone, but it's important just because it shows us that you can't just throw drugs together and assume they're going to work exactly the same that they would, you know, as, as single agents, that the knowledge of how these are interacting with each other is really important. And so that I think just speaks to the importance of clinical trials and why informed clinical trials to teach us how to best give these agents together are um, the way to go. So there are still some additional cohorts to enroll within the phase one portion. So we're in the midst of enrolling um, the first of the, um, what we're calling the triplet cohort, which is ibocyanib with venetoclax at 400 with azacitidine, standard azacitidine. And then we'll enroll one additional cohort looking at that same combination, but increasing the venetoclax to 800. And then once we have evaluated all of these different phase one cohorts, then what we'll do is we'll move into a future phase two and actually have two different cohorts within the phase two, a treatment naive group and then a relapse refractory group where we're looking at efficacy, really confirming the efficacy in these two different cohorts. And there's a chance that we might actually have different cohorts or different combinations of these therapy that we'll choose as the ideal phase two, which is also kind of an interesting and important and really neat um, trial design where potentially, you know, the oral outpatient doublet of ivocidinib and venetoclax together will be useful for, you know, a certain subpopulation of patients. And then that triplet therapy, including the azocytidine, will be the treatment recommended for a different IDH1 mutated cohort.